In this episode, I'll describe what I call the sweet spot of healthy biomechanics. This is one of the most key concepts in dressage naturally. It can transform the way you train, and it's incredibly powerful as a tool for cooperative training of your horse's posture and way of moving. (laughs) Really? So here we go, episode 162, The Sweet Spot. I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. So this episode, I'm going to actually read an excerpt from my book. And it's on just a concept that has become so, so core to what I teach. There are so many valuable concepts and principles and attitudes wrapped up into this Um, I'll say it's a protocol, it's a concept and a protocol um, of this finding the sweet spot of healthy biomechanics. It, this piece is the piece that for so many students just switches everything. (laughs) And it's like, once you see it in this way and start playing with your horse in this way, it changes everything. So, um, yeah, so I thought I'd just dive into it, um, So this is, for those of you who have the book, um, I'll be reading from page 33 on to, I think it goes to the next page, page 34. So I'll read it, and knowing me, I'll be interjecting stuff in there too. Uh, All right, so here we go. The sweet spot of relaxation, energy, and balance. So remember I suggested that the qualities of dressage have much to do with a dynamic between balance, energy, and relaxation. So within our foundational canvas, we need to be able to establish high levels of communication on each of these topics. And so interjection already, look, I didn't get past the first paragraph. Um, But what I mean by within the foundational canvas we need to establish high levels of communication on each of these topics. So if you picture like this box, it's this playing field of your foundation, right? So everything that's inside the foundation are things that your horse is like okay with and that they understand and they're emotionally capable of doing. So with every with everybody, with our horses, with us, there's certain things that we are okay with and we understand, and there's certain things that are outside. And so we just need to be conscious of when we're inside the foundational playing field or canvas and when we're outside of it. So if we're asking the horse for a range of conversation about energy that they're not okay with, then we need to recognize that, okay, well, before I can use that, to create something else, I need to be able to get that going. So for example, if you ask your horse to go and your horse is bulky or kicks out, well, then we can't 
do a dressage lesson and try to work on our leg yields and be just putting on more and more and more and more leg. <laughs> if every time we use our leg, our horse balks from it. It's like, forget dressage. This is a fa- that's a foundational problem. We need to increase our ability to have that conversation in our playing field. Okay. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. All right. So within our foundational canvas, we need to be able to establish high levels of communication on each of the topics. I also suggested that there's a certain combination of each of these that is the quote, best one for that horse on that day to be at his optimum regarding dressage or really whatever you want to do. So the sweet spot, what I call the sweet spot is when we get the relaxation, energy, and balance in the just right combination for what our goal is in that moment for that horse on that day. The greater of the range of our communication about each of those conversations, relaxation, energy, or balance, the more chance we have of finding that sweet spot and the more scope and possibilities our horse has. That makes sense. So you picture a Venn diagram where the conversations of relaxation, energy, and balance overlap. And there's this one little spot in the middle where they all overlap in just the right way that makes us go, oh my gosh, that feels amazing. (laughs) And that's a sweet spot. But you can imagine if you have like a big conversation about balance and your horse supplies plenty of energy and you can do that, but they're not so calm. So the calm is like a tiny circle that doesn't intersect with the others. You're not going to be able to find that sweet spot unless you go build that foundational conversation about relaxation to be big enough that they can have relaxation while you're playing with balance and energy. All right. I'm not doing a very good job of just reading this book. I think that's, I, you know, I've thought about putting my book as an audio book, but I think the hardest thing to do is to um, just read the words, <laughs> not interject. And with audiobooks, you have to just read the words. Anyway, okay, um, now I'm back to reading. So what is the sweet spot? It will change depending on what you're trying to achieve that day. It's the best version of whatever physical exercise you're doing. If your horse does not feel his best and the mental emotional state and the foundational yields, such as hindquarter, forequarter, sideways, forward, back up, are fine, it's probably a problem in the balance, energy, or relaxation of the horse. So it would be nice to be able to make some suggestions to the horse so we can find a more harmonious place. The better our communication about balance, energy, and relaxation, and the less we are afraid to explore, the greater opportunity we have to find the sweet spot. We'll recognize it when we can keep our vision of dressage alive, stay in the heightened sensory state, and trust our instincts. But remember, in order to communicate about balance, energy, and relaxation, we need our horses to be in a positive mental-emotional state and have good foundational yields. All right, so uh, this is, it came from me having a deeper foundation with my horses where the level of um, communication about the basic yields, forehand, hindquarter, forward, backup, 
um, was I think higher, you know, when I, when I left the strictly traditional dressage training and built a more natural foundation and went deeper into my foundation. Um, then when I decided, okay, well, I have a happy partner. Now it's time to think about how they're moving and the biomechanics and more, you know, dressage stuff. I, it made me really look at, well, what exactly am I doing differently now from the happy camper doing all these basic yields, not caring about their posture? And then suddenly now I did care. And that's where I really paid attention to what did I add on to find it. And what I added on was playing around with energy levels, playing around with being able to, to um, talk to them about relaxation in a wider range of circumstances, you know, and, um, you know, moving their body parts around, changing their energy levels. So that's when I realized like, oh, no matter what I wanted to create with their posture or in dressage or movements, it was always something around those three conversations. And I realized that prior to that, there was this positive mental emotional state and um, deeper conversations about foundational yields that was prerequisite, that now I was separating out into foundation, a foundational state. And that's just a little different than where when I used to start horses in the dressage barn, where it was kind of dressage from the beginning, right? We just kind of right away were thinking about posture and way of moving even if the horse didn't really understand, and even if they weren't really okay <laughs> with it. All right, back to the book. In the beginning, it's less important whether this sweet spot is the quote-unquote right spot for your horse. What's important is that it feels good to you and your horse, and that you know how to find it through communication. So even when working by yourself, you can get 80% on target with a hundred percent partnership. And then from there, it'll be much easier for a dressage professional to give you a suggestion for maybe a different spot to target. In other words, biomechanics achieved with force or with great tension is not as valuable as good communication and harmony, even if the biomechanics are not exactly quote unquote correct yet. With good communication and harmony, you can achieve more ultimately. If you were able to go to 10 different equally well-educated professionals around the world with the same horse in the same moment, they'll each have a somewhat different set of priorities based on their personal experience, the type of horses they ride, and their personality. And they'd ask you for a different way to ride your horse. All are right, so none is right. Only your horse knows for sure. So the key is to be able to play with many different combinations, and then you have the best chance of finding what you want. Develop your own feel now and trust yourself. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are gonna be doing extra 
monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. So this really highlights the change in priority. You know, and for me, this change in priority was really fresh at the time that I wrote this book. So like I said before, we would start our horses in the dressage barn, and it was very dressagey from the beginning. So the, you know, the sort of shape of the horse and, and all the dressagey criteria were there right at the beginning, even if the horse wasn't totally okay with it or totally understanding it or that foundation wasn't there. And so here, after focusing on a foundation, a partnership, just going to putting their bodies in a certain place that didn't feel good to me because all of a sudden they were like, ah, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I don't feel free. So the important part is that the posture comes out of a result of high quality communication. And if the way they're moving and the way they look is not from high level communication and harmony, that right now for me, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> right? So, you know, seeing a beautiful horse where if you get your protractors out, it looks pretty good, but it's like freaking out and there's tension and fighting between the horse and the rider. Like it doesn't, it, that's, that doesn't even look good to me anymore. But um, a very plain horse that's moving harmoniously, happily in a moment of ease and lightness with their human and they're agreeing on it and saying yes to each other, that to me is incredibly beautiful. And even if the posture isn't quote unquote perfect according to somebody, but if they're there in harmony, then it's more beautiful to me. And then that person for me to say, hey, see if you can um, raise the neck a little bit or, hey, try a little slower tempo or something like that is easier often than to take the quote unquote perfect, you know, statue of the horse that are fighting on with each other. Like that to me is a longer term training project. And here's the thing. Usually it's not these cartoon extremes. Most people are somewhere in the middle and we're just trying to do our best. And so my, when I, with whatever horse and human I see, my priority is always to find, let's make sure that we're talking to each other and understanding each other. And then let's see if we can play with some of those conversations to find a place that we agree on, 
that we can go, okay, there. <laughs> That's meeting enough of the criteria and the adjectives that we like to feel, you know, moving from shuffly and sticky to free flowing and rhythmic, you know, things like that, that I think we all can agree on, even the horse. And so when we get there, that's a sweet spot. doesn't have to be a per. There's no picture of a sweet spot that exists. But that harmony based on communication and playing with those conversations where we go, oh, that feels good. And we imagine our horse is going to go, oh, that feels good compared to the other choices. That's the starting point. That's the priority. Okay, I can, I can do it. I can keep reading. Okay, so now I'm on page 34. With that said, I'll give you two important, specific, quote, sweet spots to target. First, remember we discussed the importance of the let loose posture of the horse, where the top line is stretched while maintaining activity and balance. After establishing a reasonable range of responses about balance, energy, and relaxation, my first goal is to find a spot so sweet that the horse adopts this let loose posture of stretching his spine. For me, if he does not easily offer this posture, there's a reason. And often, often by simply having an excellent foundation and addressing relaxation, energy, and balance, I eliminate those reasons. So I target the stretch, looking for the beginnings of it in every exercise I do. Can I add energy and cause a stretch? Can I change the balance to cause the stretch? Sometimes the first time a horse offers this, it's a very subtle offering, easy to miss. Later, it's an unmistakable, empowering move for the horse. This quality of a let loose spine will be an important ingredient for collection with looseness. And the more the horse understands how to find it on his own, the greater a chance he can preserve this quality under the pressures of dressage. So yeah, that the collection gone wrong or dressage gone wrong is about contraction, right? So when we see dressage not done well, it's usually because something's contracting. The neck is shortening. The back is dropping and tightening instead of being um, the neck reaching forward into the hands and being able to stay long because of the balance of the back, because the back is stretching in a round way and the lumbar can flex and the hindin can get under, right? So the picture of dressage gone wrong is a dropped back, a tight, shortening neck. Occasionally, dressage gone wrong looks like a horse rooting and plowing on the forehand, <laughs> but even in those horses, usually like the base of the neck is dropped. So the neck is actually contracted and stuck there. So this let loose, it's the quality of the horse wanting to reach and extend through their spine. That is the piece, I think, that's a huge difference between um, posture and biomechanics gone wrong <laughs> or unhealthy and then healthy biomechanics. And by... So the first thing that I target when I'm playing around with relaxation, energy, and balance is I'm looking for that feeling of the horse goes from contract to not contract and then to active stretch and that they want to stretch because they feel like stretching, 
not because you put the Pessoa and the side reins and the tie down and blah, 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 blah on to like curl up the neck. That's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. It's the desire to stretch. It's And it's not because they've been taught to root and pull the reins out of the hand. It's not just the head down. It starts under your seat. And it's the feeling of the horse saying, wow, I'm so balanced right now that I can let go of my top line muscles. Now, top line muscles are made to be part of locomotion. But when we sit on them or when they're crooked and out of balance, they have to contract to support themselves. So that's why when we have that sweet spot of that just right place where things can let go, the horse through offering the stretch tells us that their body is in a a place where it's functioning in a way where the top line can muscles can be used for what top line muscles are for a lot of which is locomotion right they contract relax contract relax okay now where am i <laughs> i got through a whole paragraph <laughs> all right so the second place to target is the sweet spot of the working gates this is the walk trot and canter from which you can stretch or eventually collect. The sweet spot of each is where your horse can maintain his rhythm, balance, lightness, and harmonious connection. You, you've really found the sweet spot for each gait when you can transition seamlessly from one to the other with no loss of quality. And the working gait, oh man, that was a short paragraph and now I have an interjection. Working gaits for me um, there's three criteria. If you have a, a horse that's um, already knows the stretch and they're in good, they have a good foundation, so they're a happy camper, then I want to be looking for pole high, the pole the highest point relative in a way that makes sense to their spine. Some, some will be higher than others, but the pole the highest point, they're carrying themselves, right? So I'm not holding them up with the reins and they feel stretchable. So I feel that elasticity under my seat where if my reins get longer, they seek to follow the reins down to the stretch while still maintaining self-carriage. <laughs> That's the tricky part. So pull high, carrying themselves, stretchable. Okay, back to the book. In searching for the sweet spot, you may find the limits of your ability to communicate with your horse about relaxation, energy, and balance. Perhaps when you go above a certain energy energy request, your horse becomes anxious. Maybe certain suggestions regarding a different balance will confuse or frustrate the horse. This means you have found the edge of your foundation. At this moment, you can decide to retreat and make the question easier or continue and up your game. In other words, expand your foundational skills so your horse can improve. When you choose to do... Um, when you choose to do which will be part of your journey. <laughs> one hint I can give you is to pick one and try it 100%. If evidence shows you it was not the best choice, you can always change your mind, but at least you'll know. All right, so practical example of that. Um, let's say you really feel like to be in your best sweet spot, your horse absolutely needs to supply more energy. But over a certain level of energy, your horse gets um, rebellious or anxious or 
more bulky, right? So some horses, when you push them more, they're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and they, they say, that's my limit, lady. That's all you're getting. Um, but others, you know, they'll add energy, but then they almost like the movement makes them more emotional. So whatever it is, let's say that you observe that happens. Like, okay, for really to get this good and to have them not plopping on their left shoulders the whole time, I need more energy. But every time I ask for more energy, it gets worse. Things get worse. So you have a decision point. Now you're at the edge of that foundational playing field. You can just say, all right, well, that's the energy level I have. So I'm not going to go past that because it just causes problems. But let's see what I can do within this energy level. And that's a valid decision to make. And with some horses, it's actually vital. And, you know, I've had plenty of horses that it feels like, man, I really ought to be able to get that conversation about energy better. (laughs) But the reality is, but I can't. And if I push, it'll get worse. So I play around with how little can I push? What, What if I just take whatever they do offer? And where does the balance and the level of relaxation have to be for that energy level. I sort of meet them where they are and play with the sweet spot for that level of energy. And, you know, some of you might be thinking, oh, that's letting the horse get away with something. But I promise you, I have found and I have found it and discovered, I've discovered things about particular horses that that I don't make any logical sense. And the, the, the less I went directly into it and I said, well, okay, that's your range. Let's see what I can find in that range. I stopped pushing and I stopped demanding. They open and relax and let down their, their defenses. And then magic starts to happen. So be surprised, you know, watch, you don't get too dogmatic about it. But on the other hand, the other decision point is going, all right, this problem keeps coming up. I haven't addressed it. I know when I put my leg on, things get worse. I think it's fair, reasonable, and possible. The horse is sound and healthy. Maybe I really need to address this because it keeps getting in the way. So then it's a decision point. You decide, I'm going to go deep into this conversation about energy, and I'm going to try to solve it. I'm going to try to improve it and increase my communication. And then you go down that road, but you can, it's not just about, come on, sucker, you have to go because now I decided you have to. It's about getting curious and saying, well, how am I going to explain this better? How am I going to motivate my horse? Maybe I need to go out on the trail and do this. Maybe I need to go out in a field and do it for a while. Maybe I need to do whatever, but you're just seeing that there's an edge and you're making a decision and then you can make strategies based on that decision. And that's really getting into the meat of this finding the sweet spot of healthy biomechanics protocol. And this is what we help people with in the in the online program for this and why we have private coaching and the live calls, because this is kind of like when you get into it, you're like, okay, I see that this is a problem. I could go this way or that way. And sometimes we need help with it. But don't underestimate what you can figure out just by making these realizations and experimenting on your own. Okay. Oh, all right. Where am I? Oh, we're almost done. (laughs) All right. So this sweet spot is another layer of harmony, which is harmony within the body. 
Now, another important aspect of this stretch is that it's a release in motion because it's a moment of complete freedom in balance. And it's something the horse comes to enjoy and appreciate, similar to dwell time or a treat. It's a way to dissolve mental, emotional, or physical tension while still in motion. And this becomes a powerful tool to develop athletic willingness. The horse can learn to find the, quote, silence between the notes, even during activity. All right, we did it. We got through that part. Yeah. And so this is such an important piece that this stretch in motion, this relaxation, energy, and balance all together where the horse has chosen it, he's told us, ooh, here's a spot, and he'll start to offer it and sustain it on his own because it feels so good. This is a release. And, you know, a lot of times people coming from a foundation where you do a lot of dwell time and the, um, I don't say criticism, but one of the confusions is, you know, for people who are used to doing more athletic stuff with their horses and they think, well, how do I get my horse fit <laughs> if I'm stopping all the time? And it's a good question. And the, the thing is that there's a progression. So if the horse is really um, in a good emotional state and is understanding and, you know, you don't always have to dwell standing still, you can offer a release of the work, a release of the exercise by allowing a stretch in the middle of your session. So in the beginning, your session will be to try to get to the stretch. And when you get the stretch, you stop. <laughs> Yay, we did it. Look, dwell, think about it. But as the stretch becomes, that sweet spot of the stretch becomes easier and easier to find, then that stretch can actually become a release during a session. So let's say, for example, later you're doing, you know, first level or second level or third level or Grand Prix, and you're doing some more athletically demanding exercises. And then you want, you know, say the horse does something really good, does a bunch of transitions, but mentally it's like no big deal. Horse doesn't need dwell time to thank him because he's like, I know how to do simple changes. It's no problem. But physically it's a little demanding. Let's say you do a bunch of figure eights with simple changes and then you want to give the horse a break, but physically they're okay. I mean, aerobically they're okay. Mentally they're okay. You could do like a bunch of figure eights with simple changes and then do a couple stretch circles at the trot. They still let down. They might blow out get a little relief from the hind end muscles that were just working so hard. They get to stretch out their neck and then two circles later, come back up and then you can go on and do something else. So it um, be, if you play with it in this way where you're not smashing them together and sticking their heads down, then it's not any relief. But if you play with it like, Ooh, where do you feel good? And they go, Ooh, I want to stretch. And then you allow them to stretch then it really is a mental, emotional, and physical release in motion, which is incredibly um, powerful tool for the rest of your gymnastic development. All right, there it is. That's the sweet spot. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. 
To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.